Hi, welcome to Breaking Free Podcast, a body-mind-spirit approach to mental health. I'm so excited to have Dr. Sarah Campbell on my podcast today. Um, I have got to learn in various places from her, uh, least of all online, right? And I really have enjoyed your online candidate growth work that you promote for women, especially because it's very much in my love of the body-mind-spirit approach to healing, um, other passions that I have in indigenous medicine, just like connecting to the earth and really coming back to our roots. This is just something that Sarah teaches in such a very unique way and a very uh, informational way as well, which has been so valuable to my learning um, with you. So welcome. I just kind of want to let everyone get to know you a little bit. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'll introduce myself a little bit. Um, yeah. I have a bachelor's in nutrition, a master's in traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture, and then a doctorate in naturopathic medicine. So I have my clinical passions are really in mind-body medicine, women's health, rheumatology, and GI. Those are kind of my clinical passions. So I like kind of merging all of those things together. Mental health is kind of an overarching theme to pull them all together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm sure you see the connection of the body-mind all the time in your work with people coming in. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like it's a lost, it's like a lost science, you know, it's like, we've known about all of this science for like over a hundred years and it's time to, to bring it into, bring it into medicine for sure. And that's been my passion too, but it's so interesting because I feel like Sarah's been over here and like really understanding, you know, the science deep into the body, right. And these, these, these practices of healing, like especially Chinese medicine, and I've been deep in the world of mental health coming at the same kind of same path, right? Like what, what, what are we doing in mental health? That's addressing the mind body. What are we doing in mental health? That's except ex examining rituals and traditions that existed in the healing arts before us and incorporating those into a functional medicine, kind of holistic approach to mental health. And so I've been off studying and, and, and adding all of those things to my practice as well. And we both have been in private practice for a while, right? You you did a, you had a practice here in the the greater Seattle area for a time. I was just at my clinic for school. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it was it was a practicum kind of a clinic. Got it. Mm -hmm. And I got to participate. I wanted to share this with the group in uh, September of two thousand twenty-two. I again was just really curious about what Sarah was doing, so I joined her Wim Remembrance uh, container, as you call it. And we did, was it nine weeks, Sarah? 10 weeks. 10 weeks of deep diving into understanding women's cycles, the womb space, how that connects to all of our health, really mental, physical, emotional. Um, and what I was just telling Sarah offline before we got on was how important it was to have such a depth container, because you don't just say hello to the womb space. You don't just dabble into that space. You don't go in there and say, oh, hi, yeah, I'm going to learn a little bit about you today and then pop out. You really, there's a lot there. There's a lot there for women, especially. And so um, we have to kind of really, it's nice to have people who really have studied how to kind of come into this space, do the work, um, how I call it in my work, safely embody it, right? Move it through our bodies and then come out the other side, hopefully like having evolved, having grown, which is exactly what happened for me. And it led me to some more work. So thank you so much. Of course. Yeah. It's such a beautiful space. And that's why it is so long too, because it's like, you can't just, you can't just drop in for a few hours. It's like, that was tw 20 to 30 hours of, of group work because it, it needs it, you know, there's so yeah. much that goes into womb work. So. 
And, you know, honestly, I was in such a crazy busy time in my life. There were ones that I missed and like you had it recorded so I could do it later. Um, but I could do the whole thing over today and still get something out of it. I think there's just always so much more to do in that space. And so I was able to move, go and do a different, a uh, different practitioner in Sedona in, in January and went deep into that space. And so it's, you just keep growing with it. Um, so I'm glad you're doing that. She just finished. You just must've finished a container then, right? Just here. Did. November 2nd. We just, okay. One. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited to see what more, but yes, we, we have a kind of different topic today. We've been talking about kind of offline, you know, Instagram messenger land. <laughs> We've been talking about, well, Sarah's been talking about it pretty openly and I really loved her work. So I asked her if she would pop on today and talk about seasons of growth. Because I've watched you, Sarah. It's just like, now, how old are you, Sarah? I'm I'm 45. I'm turning 46 this month. How I'm old are you? Okay. So because of this difference in age, 15 years, right? And um, I I'm, I'm looking at some of the stages. And I I mean, I did a master's degree, but I did a master's degree when I had a two year old, and then gave birth to my daughter in my second year of graduate school. Um, I remember that season of study, that season of deep dive into learning, and for us you always keep learning. I've taken a thousand training since and I'm taking more as we speak all the time, but it was such an engrossed time, right? Internship and just write your master's thesis and try to balance, which there is no work-life balance really. It just kind of takes everything over. And um, I was feeling with you and remembering. And so how, how was that? How was that experience for you? I know you value your education, but can you tell us a little bit more about what that journey of that deep dive into that yang study space was like for you? Well, I didn't take any time off um, since mm-hmm. I was in kindergarten. So oh, wow. I, <laughs> yeah. I've gone straight through 26 years of school. So I didn't have any breaks. I went and I, I graduated my undergrad in the spring and then I started my doctorate in the summer. So I didn't, I didn't even, I, I think I had, I don't know, three weeks off in between those. So yeah. So yeah, and you know, it was a lot of school. It was just just under 500 credits for my two graduate degrees. Um, and it wasn't even like, yes, the amount of school is very taxing, right? And like actually just the amount of credits and the amount of classes, the amount of studying it was. But I, I talked about this on my Instagram too, of just like the most the most difficult part for me was really the way that naturopathic medicine is taught. Like the way that naturopathic medicine is taught is very much like conventional medicine. And I'm a vitalist at heart. And I obviously have very big passions in mind, body medicine and mental, emotional health. And we didn't learn any of that in in the program. And so it was, it was really like, I had to, I had to let a lot of the ways that I believed medicine and health should be practiced and, and experienced. Um, I had to let a lot of that die and go dormant, like during the times when I was at in, in school for those six years, getting my graduate degrees. And that was absolutely like heart wrenching and heartbreaking. It just like, I just got ripped apart from the insides. Like it was so difficult for me to show up you know, to, to my school, to my clinic every single day for six years and just have my superiors be like, your medicine's not welcome here. And the way that your mind works is not welcome here. And actually like, this is, you're never going to be successful. 
you know, with this mindset and with this lens, actually. So you have to fit into this mold and you have to practice primary care. And it was just like, it got to me after so every single day for so many years. And so there was so many parts of me that I had to just like, I had to let go of just in order to get through school. And it caused me to, I had to be dissociated. I had, I had to be. I was going to say, you must have disassociated those parts away. Yeah. it was the only way that I could get through. And so since I have just like completely finished in, I graduated with my master's in the end of June. And so I've been taking some intentional time off these last few months. And it's just been like, it's, it's just been a big soul retrieval. And I wasn't yeah. really in- intending for that it to be like that. I, I really felt so much grief after I finished and just like so much emotion and I had just assumed like oh this must be like grief that had not been processed since I has have been so busy over the last 12 years of getting all of these degrees I'm like it must just be that there's a lot of unprocessed emotion that I didn't have space to deal with so I was like okay let me allow myself space to deal with this grief that has gone unprocessed but really as I allowed myself to go into the grief I realized oh no, like I grieving all of the parts of myself that I had to let die during all of this school. And I, I'm processing all of the anger and like how angry I was that I had to give up so much of myself to get through these programs. And there was just so much anger and there's so much grief underneath all of that anger. Um, so I've just kind of been in these cycles and just allowing myself to be in these cycles of like anger, grief, joy, because they're so yeah. much anger, so much grief. But on the other end of that, it's like I get to retrieve another like lost part of myself that comes back. And then I get to be like, oh, this part of me is back. And then I get to enjoy a more, a more, um, a more integrated self and like, a, a, you know, parts of myself that have been gone in a way for so long. So I've kind of just I, been- it's so, so interesting how that wasn't that for me necessarily in the schooling time, but schooling was somewhat of a retrieval. <laughs> for me. Um, but I do understand, and I think a lot of women in my space understand what it's like to have to live small, cut off parts of themselves to fit into systems that just don't allow them to show up as themselves. I mean, I think that theme is just very much echoed, I think, for a million women that are going to be listening to this, mm-hmm. whether it's yeah, yeah. systems, whether it's family systems, right? Like our families don't like us, let us be who we are. I, I always used to be like, well, being emotional and free-spirited and intuitive which is really celebrated in my family of origin you know what I mean or whatever it is that you are truly of of your essence nature Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah, I've spoke about that a lot too like it can be relationships or jobs or any any situation that causes you to lose yourself like there is inherently a lot of anger and grief underneath that yeah And so I think it's like all of us can resonate with that at some point we have lost parts of ourselves And like with that comes, there does come a ton of anger and grief. And so it's just like allowing that to unwind has been quite the journey, (laughs) just like free, free, free flow emotions of just like so much space to allow myself to move through all of those cycles and spirals. I love the word that you used and use it in our container as well. You know, a year ago when I took from you, um, unwind. And at that time I hadn't understood what unwind meant. But because I didn't realize, I mean, I did because I do teach the body-mind connection, but really like unwinding something from our bodies, right? I remember doing some work with Adelina who partnered with you and I didn't mention her yet, but she's she's trained in indigenous medicine and shamanism, right? So she brought in kind of all those 
those early, early like earth wisdom truths, right? Of like these practices. And I remember we'd learn with Sarah and then we do these deep body, we do drumming, chanting. I mean, we'd go deep into the indigenous medicines. And, but some of the most important sessions for me were literally like getting in my body and just intuitively going, where does this need to work itself through out of my body and unwind itself? And really our issues are in our tissues. You and I both know that. So I've continued with that study since in like yoga and trauma informed yoga work, but just helping us figure out how to really work things out of the physical form because it gets stored in our tissues and our womb space, like all these spaces, right? So it's a physical, it's not just sitting on a couch, like writing in your journal and thinking about these things. It's actually a physical practice to release them. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could talk a little more about that. Cause I mean, that's what I think America's the people that I know are missing. They're, what do you mean? I need to like move it out of my body. And how do you do that? How does that happen? Yeah, I know. I was just talking about that on my Instagram yesterday. Yeah, well, we're in the same boat then. (laughs) It's so true because I think, you know, I have to give props to to the generations that that are here, like, you know, our generations that are actually going to therapy because I think the older generations, my parents didn't go to therapy. They, you know, it's like (laughs) those generations didn't even go to talk therapy. So it's like we have to celebrate the people that, you know, it's a growth. It's another season, right? We're getting to this new season of the body now is being integrated into the healing. Yeah. So celebrating, celebrating our generations for actually doing the talk therapy and, and doing the work, but it's just, we're realizing now that it's not enough, you know, to conceptualize Mm -hmm. and to understand your traumas and your, the things that have happened to you and understanding why you are the way that you are is very important and it's very beautiful, but it's not enough when we think about like truly the mind body connection, when we truly think about the nervous system and we think about stored and suppressed and repressed emotions in the body, like talking about it is not going to get it out of your body. And so the somatic piece and the movement piece is really, that's what we need on top of talk therapy it's like talk therapy is so beautiful and we need that and it's it is really important but it's just like we also need that somatic piece we also need to work with the body in order to move those traumas those experiences you know those stuck suppressed repressed emotions out of the body and so that's really like the missing link that I see right now Thank you so much, because as you know, Sarah and I have been talking about Holman Link, and Holman Link's mission is this very thing that Sarah just brought up, to bring these body, mind, spirit practices together with, you know, what we would consider, I guess, traditional mental health, right? The understanding on the mind level, what's happening, the story, right? The story that we all have, but where that story lives in the body, and then how to let that story of woundedness, like, move through the body, right? And to then restore itself, both on the mind and the body. And um, that's exactly why I comprised the team that I do is just because of that very need that I've seen. And I left private practice land. You know, this is my only office now here in my house (laughs) because I wanted to get into yoga rooms and community centers and say, you know, the people, I'm sure you see this, are the people that need this the most or the people that have least access to these types of tools. I mean, you think of the truly traumatized people that have like no safety in their bodies, no safety in their family systems, no safe place to go. Um, they need this. And so I really feel like society, uh, it, it was just, I, I'd finally come into a season of some more yin and abundance to say, I can do this. I can, I can go into a women's shelter and teach play therapy or tapping or some of the things that I know, which is kind of our intent 
and help women and, and women's our, our goal right now, but of course we want men and women to have access to these things. And I have future goals for that, but for right now, you got to kind of stay in your lane and, and so, um, and help them have access to these things. So I'm excited to partner. Sarah's going to partner with us in some of those, those goals coming up here in this area, but it's so true. It's just so, um, it's unknown. So many people don't even know. And I, I like to partner back to professional programs are not actually teaching it. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. And no holistic psychology was taught to me in grad school either. Zero. Hmm. Oh yeah. No. And yeah, it's, it's funny so many, yeah. So many people come to my page and they're like, wow, this is so beautiful. And they're like, I, Where can I go to school. Yes. Yeah, and they, yes they're like, nowhere. I want to practice naturopathic medicine. I'm like, this is all internally, this is all internally navigated and taught. Like I, it was my own journey through my own, you know, my own health things and my own life and my own traumas and my own, my own history. It's like, that is what has has guided me through all of this work and all of that is where all of this wisdom has come from. And yeah. it's so important. And so like so much of the, the like truly healing things that I have found on my journey have been things that I have taught myself or that my journey has taught me instead of things that I've, I learned so obviously learned so much in school and I have so much knowledge about um, the human body. And I love that. And I nerd out about that a lot. Uh, yeah. But when it comes to the intersection between mind, body, emotions, spirit, didn't learn too much about that in school. So it's been the internal classroom. Yeah. And I think that's maybe the best, the best one on some level, because, um, you know, it's not like I read it in a book. I took a class in it. I lived it. Right. And like you, I, I don't teach the things that I just learned about. I teach the things that I've lived, that I've embodied, that I have compassion around. And I know how hard it is to apply them because I did the work myself and I applied it to my own life. And I think if you don't have compassion, you don't have love, you don't really even have the base energy of change for people. And so I think um, being able to have that compassion of like, no, doing this in the midst of everything, in the midst of grad school, in the midst of raising your family, whatever it is that you're in the midst of, um, you can, it's possible. Um, it's not easy though. And understanding how hard that actually really is to do. Yeah. So I'm glad you're taking a pause though. Um, tell me a little bit more about the value of this pause because you've had the season of go go and and, and opposition I, I hear that like the season of like not being validated not being seen and having to do it anyway just for you mm -hmm. and I, I personally had that season in my life as well I could share hours on that but I won't that's an important season for growth to say I'm sovereign that I'm I'm it's enough to be me and I I can listen to my own heart and not follow what systems are saying but really what my heart soul God is saying to me and what I want to be and how I'm going to show up in the world, right? That's an important growth point. But then to say, maybe I don't have to always be in a battle, right? Maybe I don't always have to be climbing up a ladder. <laughs> That's a new season, yeah? So I'd like to hear about that one a little bit too. Yeah, no, definitely. This has been so medicinal for so many reasons. Um, mm. But one of the biggest one, big, one of the biggest ones I think is that I get being raised growing up, um, I was very much celebrated for all of my, um, for all of my achievements and given love and affection for all of my achievements. And so this season I thought, okay, that's one of my core wounds, obviously, which has been very motivating. I think that's why I'm a doctor, you know, and why I have all these degrees. So it's like, what is the gift? A little, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, very grateful on one end of it, but I also wanted to, to reparent that part of myself mm. a little bit and to just be able to gift myself love and affection and celebration for just being Sarah, just, just, just for being Sarah, not for being Dr. Campbell, not for being, you know, not for being medicine, mommy, not for having this huge following, not for, um, my, not even for my writings or my wisdoms or my, all of the degrees and the letters behind my name, but just really just for being just for playing, just for dancing, for laughing, for just, just for being. And so that has been the biggest kind of motivator for this time is to just allow myself to be. And so it's like that, that reparenting is a gift in and of itself. Um, but it's also like such a deep rest for my nervous system mm. as well. Cause I have, I, I need that. I need that after being in school for my whole entire life is just to just actually allow myself to rest unapologetically. Um, so that's been another really beautiful lesson. Um, and then the lessons just, they keep coming. I wasn't intending to do any inner child work during this time, but that has been a really big thread. And I'm realizing just like returning back, doing all the soul retrieval work, coming back to the inner child within myself, like that has been really, really healing, remembering who I am. Um, and I think that even more true wisdoms come through, like with that, with all of myself being able to come from a place that is, that is whole and that is mm -hmm. all of me and being able to just like share all of me because that was also something that over the last few years like since I had lost so many parts of myself like I was sharing you know I've been making content since 2020 and I was sharing and those things were were true expressions of me but it was just like one piece of me it was like the only piece that I knew was true about myself and mm -hmm. now there's so many more pieces about that I know that are true about myself that I can share from you know it's like I was born in the south side of Chicago that's what that's the mommy in me which is just like it's beautiful it's medicinal I love that that part of me too but I wasn't able to really share that part of me because I had lost that part of me so now that mm -hmm. I have retrieved that and like reintegrated that part of me it's like now I can share her medicine too so mm, I love all of that I've done yeah. a lot of inner child work as you can imagine as a trauma specialist over the years with humans and then on the deep layers in the body the mind the energetics like that's just something that I'm really passionate about doing one-on-one -on -one with people and kind of miss doing to be honest right now because I don't have those one-on-one -on -one clients right now I'm just trying to think about how to create containers to do it more you know with people in larger spaces but so 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 powerful and you're bringing up something I always, I always saw over and over again. And, and the same is true of me. What did you love to do at seven years old? Oh, you know, I love for you at seven years old is actually your essence, right? Like before all the dogma, before all the, you can and can't do this before, you know, like there was a sense of like, this is what I love to do for fun. Oh yeah. I just played a ton. I was playing and dreaming. I remember like we had, yeah. you had to write like, what do you want to do when you grow up every single year on the first day of school? And I said, I want to be an artist. I'm always mm. playing and dreaming and like writing and drawing. And just like, I was such a dreamer. My older sister was like the opposite of that. <laughs> so I was just like, always the cookie, crazy dreamer artist, you know, little girl. So I'm like coming back to that so much rigid. yeah I mean, a little art therapy is in your future right a little mm -hmm. artwork we've got an art uh, someone doing some art therapies on our team and I've been seeing her work and going yes this right because there's it's it's art can be such a beautiful kind of neutral uh canvas literally like to do our work right to kind of have it come forward in a way that 
isn't threatening to the ego, like allows it to come forward, right, and be birthed, mm -hmm. I think. So, yeah, I was swinging through trees, really, and like out in Mother Earth and learning all her lessons. And I, I think that's hilarious now, because that's exactly where I've come back to. You know, as I've done a lot of this soul growth, I'm like, now I just want to spend time with mother. I just want to walk around outside and learn her lessons. And my seven-year-old got that way back in, this, you know, the 80s, right? But apparently it took me this many years to figure that out again. So it's so beautiful coming back to that. Yeah, it's been so like beautiful and just like coming back to the awe and the wonder of like the, that ch the child within, you know, it's like, it's so healing to be like, wow, look at the moon and look at the sunset and the mountain. You're just like, every little thing is just, it's so beautiful. And that is so healing in and of itself. It's so medicinal. So last thoughts on these seasons, um, your... I, 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 we, we talked about this a little offline. I just share a little bit of the group, but I, I told Sarah, I said, you know, watching this, I go, if I could go back and talk to myself, the girl who maybe not like straight through school, but straight through all the seasons, you know, I went from graduating from undergrad to getting married, to having a child, to then going back to school. Like it was just always some really big season in my life because parenting was kind of thrown in there when young for me. And so then I was parenting and schooling and working, you know, kind of all along the way. And I didn't, I just like graduated. And um, in my case, I with a five-year-old and a three-year-old just like started private practice and hit the ground running with seeing people because my husband was in new business land and not able to make very much money yet. And I was like, I needed to provide. And so I had that opportunity of having that perspective of like that pressure that a lot of men feel. And I, and I think men and women together now are partnering in, but I was like, okay, I got to make money and I've got to, my husband watched our children too. Like we really were partners and I'm grateful for that, but we like, we just kind of had to figure out who the heck we're going to be and how to like provide for these kiddos. And it was just go, go, go. And, you know, then they get more expensive and then they, <laughs> then they take up ballet. Like my daughter now is a ballerina and like uh, go to college and all the things. Cause we have a 20 year old, 17 year old and a 12 year old. And so it's just all those things and you just go. And now it's not just your stuff. It's like all of theirs and you're really integrated in all of their things. And so it, it doesn't really, at least in my case, it doesn't really slow down per se. So what I've had to figure out is how do I just have seasons of yin like every day or every week? You know, how do I allow yin seasons, like these slower reflective seasons to just be a natural part of my life unapologetically? Um, because if I wait for a big pause, I'm going to be waiting a while, you know, for me. I don't, I'm like, okay, so when my daughter graduates from my last one, gets out of the house, you know, maybe, right? And so I think that there's these new seasons that come. And of course, I'm launching a nonprofit now. So that's a new season. Um, but what I learned is that I don't have to make it hard. I don't have to suffer for suffering's sake, right? Like your, your message to the world today, I think a little bit is like not to live that merit-based worth and I learned that too, right? My worthiness isn't in my external performances. Like it's actually not that it's just being me, like just be you and do the things you love. And that might include teaching things that you love to teach or serving in ways that you love to serve. But it also might mean spending an entire day on a mountain with your dogs. Cause that's what you need to do today. And I do that too, um, without apology. Cause I'm like, Oh, I didn't waste that day. I actually really used it. Well, that's what 
my soul craved and I come back even more inspired usually I do better work for it took me a while to figure that out <laughs> what about you like what would you say to people as they're like well I'm not gonna like have everything stop but how do I rate you know value the rest and go into my soul because I love that you're doing that I wish we all would give ourselves more permission to do that for sure. I think the really simple and easy ways to do it is like connecting with nature. Like even if it's mm-hmm. like 10 or 20 minutes a day, like go for a walk, go lay in the earth, like go do connect with nature at least for at least 10, 20, 20 minutes a day, like at least. Yeah. And at least. I would say schedule in play every week, like at least one afternoon, evening of your week, you should just be playing, go dance, go be community go giggle, like go, go, go play at least once a week. You need yeah. that. It's such good integration. Um, those, I think those two, those are the two most important things in my opinion, nature and play. You said an important word that I'm not sure everybody understands, but I want to highlight it integration because you and I know what that meant, but let's talk about that. So we go through these hard seasons, right? Where we're going into our soul and we are birthing like actually bringing up the wounded self, right? Like acknowledging her pain, feeling her grief, maybe crying it out, dancing it out, drumming it out, whatever you do, right? Writing it out, speaking it out to a, a, a safe person, right? We're, we're getting it out. And then integration needs to come, right? That's a season, that's a piece, right? And I think a lot of my clients don't understand. I'm like, they're like, yeah, and then I just went right back to work. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> what? Because there's an integration so what does that, what does integration mean to you? What does that look like for Sarah? Yeah, I think a good, a good example of that is like, probably a lot of people can relate is I spend a lot of time in my head and especially mm-hmm. a lot of people who do, who are in, in the healing season of their life or just like are on their journey is just like, we can do a lot of mental work in our head and we're like, okay, I have to like see this through. I'm like working through this thing. And I like, I have to get to the end of it. Um, and a lot of times it's like, when I find myself in those seasons of just like doing a lot of mental work, I'll be like, I, I need to go dance. I ha- I need mm-hmm. to go, go out dancing with my community, with my sister. And it gets you into your body. And that allows like all of that mental work, I feel like to integrate into your body into your body and that's like my that's my favorite way is like move all of that in through through your body like and also just like out and you would be you'd be so surprised too just like when you're really stuck on things in here and then you get into your body you're like oh like your clarity just it like comes because you're like you you got to get out of your way you got to get out of your head so that's kind of my favorite way to integrate the things that you're kind of working on is just like to to move it move it yeah I mean Einstein was saying that you can't solve a problem with the same mind that created it and I think that's a good classic example of that like usually the problem is on the mind the way you're seeing it the perspective the limitation in the mind the fear in the mind whatever and then you go get out shift out of that in your body and you're like wait actually I'm okay Mm -hmm. everything's okay Mm -hmm. yeah but it does also like you said it does actually uh, move through the body it does actually allow the energy to transfer out of the body and have some sort of exit there it be yeah I've had clients that you know they're more like they go swimming or walking but it needs to be something kind of meditative right that you're not spending a lot of thinking to do because I go like a Rolex class or something I gotta think I gotta still think don't trip you know pick up that weight here or there right or it needs to be something it can be a run for somebody but something that doesn't take too much uh it gets you kind of more in with your breath and you're just in flow and you're just really 
I think rhythms are a big piece of it as well. The rhythmicity of dance that you just brought out because you're really connecting to rhythm and music. Um, so anyway, you can kind of do that rhythmicity and breath work. Um, I like yoga for this very reason. I think yoga can have that rhythmicity as well because you're with your breath and your movement at the same time. Although yoga can take a fair amount of thinking depending on what kind of yoga you're doing. So that can counteract sometimes for people. Yeah. I feel like those, those methodical things can be medicine, but sometimes it depends. Yeah. A free form of just like dance is just like, you get to, it's like whatever your body needs to do, it's just, it's going to do it. Like there's no rules, you know, you just get to like, you just get to move. Your body gets to do its thing. There's I love no- that you like to dance. I, I'm, you know, we moved to this house, our house in uh, where we used to live had a big open space kind of, you could move the couches back. And when I would come home and uh, when I'd come home from working with clients in trauma for like hours, you know, maybe five, six hours, I'd be working with people and in this chair, absorbing this energy and really being present. So you can only imagine how much was in my body. And intuitively, before I now I know more of the science behind this, I would come home and what I really wanted to do in my mind was just go numb out, disassociate, right? So I think everybody can relate to that. I wanted to go watch Netflix, lay in my bed, maybe eat some food, all things that would help me to dissociate, right? And then not be present. But because I knew enough that that's what I wanted to do was disassociate and I just work with people disassociating, I was like, nope, not going to do that today. So I would look at my girls who were younger at the time and very willing. Now they probably would be like, whatever, mom. But I would say, could we do a dance party? I, that was the last thing I wanted to do, but I know I needed it. So I, they would put on the music and I would, they're beautiful, creative, alive childhood energy of just, and sometimes I would literally have to sit on the couch and watch them dance. And that was all I could do at first was just to see it in them and go, I want to be like you, you know, maybe I'll get there. I'll just like absorb your energy. Right. Um, but eventually I would always get up and dance with them. And we have such beautiful memories of like family dance parties and what they don't know. Well, they probably do. Cause I've probably told them since then is that that was my medicine. That is how I got through all those trauma sessions with all those people as I danced it out, just like you, Sarah. So there is something about dances like across cultures, right? It's always been here. It's that indigenous medicine that we don't dance anymore, Sarah. I do. <laughs> I know, but as a people, right? Like, oh, it's so true. Nobody dances anymore. It's so, so true. Yeah, we for, yeah, we Adelina always says that's Maha medicine. It's like, that's the, it's the best, it's the best medicine. That's what she always says. Yes. And Sarah, Sarah was, she, Adelina was great about that. Well, thank you so much for being here today and for sharing your journey. Um, What do you think is next for you? Where are you at in this journey now? Yeah, well, I am, I, I have been holding some seeds around my like flagship container, my life's work. I love working with women who have invisible diseases and chronic pain. Mm -hmm. That is my, that's my life's work, I feel like. And so I am, I'm at the very, very beginning stages of just like making a a beautiful container for women who have invisible diseases and chronic pain. And that I am hoping to launch early 2024. So early next year. I'm so excited to see it. I can think of, oh, I can think of many women in my acquaintance who will benefit from that. So I hope that you'll, if you've listened to this, you'll follow Sarah and like anticipate that and pray over that with her and inspired that should be inspired right to to develop the medicine that will really help you and you know just from a one practitioner who bucked the system as well and was always worried whether she was going to lose her license I would tell my husband all the time I could lose my license tomorrow I don't know but I'm going to do this anyway because I truly believe that the the trifecta of the body mind spirit approach to mental health is what heals us and whether or not 
systems at large agree with that. Like I'm going to do it anyway. And, um, and really that's made all the difference. It's really actually made all the difference. Realistically, I think I've had a much more robust career because of it. And I think it's, it's still just beginning even at 46. So and I can only imagine for you, Sarah, wow, I'd love to talk to you in 15 years and see what you've done. But this is exactly what the world needs right now. You know, I think we all deeply know it. So thank you for having the courage to show up. Um, I hope that you get to reclaim all your parts of self and you continue to do it because they're so valuable and the world just needs us all to be ourselves. They really do. I agree. It's the healing. Yeah, We're in be- desperate need of authenticity and us living in our medicine. So Thank you. Thank you so much for being here and we'll talk to you guys soon.